Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I like the sound of that. Hey everybody, welcome to Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I am your host, Tom Sutton. Guess who's back? Gabriel's back. Hey, Gabriel. Hey, how are you doing, man? I'm awesome. All right, we've got two big chunks of fun Star Wars news to talk about first up. So, um, you and I, sitting on my sofa here, we have just watched the uh, the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer, and we have just watched a, um, a short, I guess it's called. Um, uh, it's I guess it's pr- promotion for the Squadron's uh, video game, but it's called, what was it called, Hunted? I think so, yeah doesn't really matter but if you're a star wars nerd you know what i'm talking about all right let's go mandalorian first tell me what you said uh, just like five minutes ago what did you hate about the man what do you hate about the mandalorian the thing that i hate about the mandalorian is that it it is the best star wars media we've ever gotten mm-hmm. which i think is a damn shame because of how much money um the new tr- trilogy had behind it And I don't think anything in the new trilogy has made me more giddy about Star Wars than The Mandalorian the first season did. Yeah, well, that's nice, though. I'm glad that something made you giddy, at least. That's, that's, you know, there's a lot of properties out there that don't even get that far. (laughs) But um, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I said, um, as I've said before, I'm not as into The Mandalorian as everyone else is. um, And... In some ways, I'm just like I'm just happy that there's some Star Wars thing that most people can agree on because I'm so sick of the, the you know everything. Um, but uh, I also feel a little bit like, oh man, why, <laughs> why, why can't I be along with this? Now, I th- it's not to say that I don't like it. I love it, um, but uh, it doesn't affect me the way any of the new films have for example i like it be- much better than the prequels that's for sh- that's for sure but um yeah i uh yeah that so that's that's the, the any negativity out the way basically but uh the, okay before we talk about the trailer um disney plus launched yesterday in sweden so i sat down and immediately rewatched the first two episodes of the mandalorian and you know i'm the second episode is my favorite episode, uh-huh. um, the one with the Jawas, and so Egg. so I had a bloody good time. You mm-hmm. know, it was really fun. Um, uh, you know, I guess that the episodes that I like less are on their way. I guess um, you know, episodes four and five. I guess are the two that I like least. You know, which. I do not know them in order, so you have to kind of just. Um, so episode four is the basically it's the Seven Samurai slash Magnificent uh, mm-hmm. Seven yeah, episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad or anything, but I just I felt a little bit like like seriously, it's like a Western style show, and now you're doing the most obvious Western story, which is the Seven Samurai story. Yeah, I don't know, I. And also, uh, like I love um, Gina Carano, but I, um, I don't know that she has the chops, the the acting chops, as Cara Dune. I'm sorry to say, I don't think she's as 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 good as the other performers. Yeah, I think she is. 
probably the weakest character in that uh, episode and maybe even the whole show mm. but I, I when when I watched it the first time it was mm. nothing I I thought about too much great uh, the the seven samurai um, trope yeah shall we say didn't bother me bother me at all mm-hmm. uh, but I, I probably think it's one of the weaker episodes mm. yeah I agree with you with that and then episode five was the return to Tatooine, which was exciting to see the, the very, cantina again. Very. And that was cool. Um, but I just felt like Toro Calican, <laughs> the, the young bounty, bounty hunter. I was, you know, like most most people uh, that I've heard, except for Steel Saunders, um, didn't like that character very much. And it felt like just a very simple thing of like basically going out hunting hunting a bounty and that was kind of the the whole story pretty much but um but there's stuff that I love in that episode too mm-hmm. so yeah so i actually what i what i felt when i watched those first two episodes last night was that like i think that when i first sat down to watch it i really i wanted it to like hit me the same way as the movies did um i really wanted it to be like basically star wars cinema on TV, and um, I think that for a lot of people I've heard say it absolutely is that, and actually better than, like you said, like there's a lot of, tons of people I've heard say like, oh, this is the, my favorite Star Wars since Return of the Jedi. So, um, yeah. Uh, but I, so I feel, what my feeling is that I'm on on this uh, rewatch that I'm going to do before season two, I feel like I'm going to like it you know, be a bit more like yeah. less demanding in a way, and just enjoy it a bit more. Yeah, same as I was with um, the Last Jedi. Okay. I had so high expectations, mm. and it was it wasn't what I wanted mm. at all. Uh, went out of the theater very not upset. Upset is the worst way to describe it, but mm. underwhelmed. And then when I rewatched it, it turned out to be oh wait a minute, is this one of my favorite Star Wars movies ever? What? No, this is a dumb, stupid movie. I didn't like it that much. And then I saw it a third time, and I was like, oh, okay, probably one of my favorite Star Wars movies ever. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know how I'm gonna feel when I rewatch the Mandalorian, mm. but I, th- I, th- I think a thing that I find so good with it mm. is that um you could make it just a normal western yep and it would still be great sure but it doesn't feel like a normal western tacked mm. on with star wars mm. it feels like star wars mm. or at least at least what i think star wars feels like got it um which i think that the the sequel trilogy feels like what if we took parts of the original and the prequels and made. Mm-hmm. It feels like they took the best parts of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, you may argue that there are no best parts in the prequel world, but I... I, I oh, I no, do. there are. There, are, there yeah. are some good things. Yeah, yeah. but some, you, you know how some people are, Tom. You've yeah. been on the internet. Uh, anyways. Um, I have. But when I think, when I think Star Wars, mm. I think um, A New Hope. And yep. a thing that... Um, the Mandalorian it feels a new hope-ish yeah. throughout. Um, and the new hope for me is that is Star Wars in its 
core essence. Yep. And that's the vibe I feel from The Mandalorian, mm. but yep. refined, retooled, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I just like, I, I like it a lot, is what I'm trying to say. Great. Yeah. All right. So we just watched uh, the trailer together. What's, uh, what are your thoughts? The um the thing I told you, mm. um, we've we've heard he needs to go to his home people. Yeah, an ancient, yep. an ancient order of sorceresses yeah, that yeah. were enemies to Mandalore. Yeah, yeah. The way they use the language to describe them mm. as ancient order of sorcerers. Yeah, isn't the, um, you know, not the exact quote, but mm. you know, sorceresses. I love that. I love that with Star Wars. It, it harkens back to uh, Is It in a New Hope mm. where that one commander says, oh, you're, you're, you're ancient sorceries. <laughs> Do you even think they work? And, and then, you know, Vader force chokes him. Uh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, I like the, the, the language being so fantasy yeah. and not sci-fi. Because Star Wars isn't sci-fi. Right. It isn't. It's fantasy in space. Mm. Can we... Can we some people uh, I've seen online try to make the argument that no, it isn't actually just fantasy in space. There is such n- no, no, it's fantasy in space. Yeah, it's fantasy. It's in fantasy space. in space. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's there's it borrows stuff from a range of sources. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's fantasy in space. Yeah, because like science fiction does not mean spaceships it means science fiction mm, okay. it's it, yep. and, and star wars isn't science it's very much magic yes. and very much swords made out of lightning going yeah. whoosh whoosh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. not I lightning but you know yeah you know what i mean swords are, are used in a, like absolutely a kind of uh kind of symbolic and mystical way, the way they are used in uh, yeah. mythology. Yeah, that is true. So, um, any, do you have any thoughts about uh, a, a, any of the particular moments in the trailer? Well, besides, I mean, besides that, that thing. Of, well, but just on that topic, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it is nice. I think that, you know, Return of the Jedi is called Return of the Jedi, and we... To us, we are extremely familiar with what happens in the movie, but for the rest of the galaxy, the the Jedi are still a mystery. Yeah. Um, just because Luke has done what he's done does not mean that suddenly that beca- that this order of um, sorcerers has become uh, like a common knowledge now. So it is nice that there's still this mystery surrounding them. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. And as we saw in um, Rogue One, there mm. are other cultures with their interpretation of the Force, the Force yeah, monks. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's there are a lot of interpretations mm. of the Force and the Jedi yeah. were one group, and yeah, the Sith yeah. were one group. Mm. And even though the stories that we have seen are heavily based on their shenanigans the galaxy is a wide and far-reaching place Mm. there are of course people who are not familiar with Mm. the jedi at all yes absolutely but then again familiar with the force 
because th that's another thing uh, people especially the uh, the the casual uh, movie going audience that have seen all the nine movies maybe a spin-off movie maybe even um uh, the mandalorian yeah they they associate the force with the jedis not yeah, even yeah, necessarily yeah. the Sith. Absolutely. It's the, the for Luke used the Force, mm -hmm. and then we have the super uber nerds like yeah. us who who can be like, oh no no, the thing you don't understand is that we are super nerds and we know <laughs> a lot of things about this universe, mm. uh, and it's actually nice to see um, media uh, this way, like media that is for a larger audience mm. than the uber nerds that actually treat. Um, uh, treat the universe with a bit more thought rather than there being just Jedi and just Sith. And I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Mm. Um, and I think that um, trying to find a balance between the the, the normies yep. and the super duper nerds, um, yeah. I think that's uh, the best way to go. To find a balance in which the super nerds get a part of what they love about the mm. expanded universe mm. and the casual audience doesn't get bogged down in needing to know a lot outside of um, the core movies. I mean, I would say that's one of the things the show has done best. Mm -hmm. Like, just not even on the internet, but just within my personal circle of, of acquaintances and friends, there is a bunch of people who I know... They like Star Wars. They've seen the movies or whatever. Um, but they wouldn't necessarily be like, shit, yeah, I need to watch it. Like, TVs. Like, none of them have watched... They haven't watched The Clone Wars. They haven't watched Rebels or whatever, you know. But this show really appeals to them. Like, they, they're like, yeah, uh, like, I, I heard it's good. And they checked it out. And now that they're, like, waiting for every episode. Then yeah, yeah. I think that what they've done is set up characters that like uh are very relatable or or whatever and you know aren't connected to the the star wars lore that closely which is a good good idea mm -hmm. you know because then you can just jump in from the beginning and yeah. you, you can you could easily have never seen a star wars movie in your life and watch the mandalorian and have a good time yeah absolutely um um so it it really works for the like casual fans but the all the architecture of the show is painted with stuff that the nerds will appreciate. Yeah. So you can say like, like if you don't, if you don't really, you're not super familiar with Jawas, you know, you're going to be like, all right, cool. But maybe for us, we're like, I always wondered what it would look like in, you know, in, in the, uh, in the kind of like the, whatever you would call it, the cockpit or whatever yeah. of the sand crawler. And you yeah. get to see that. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Or even stuff like, you know, that, that canon at the end of the, of series, of the, the first season where you go like, oh, I used to have that as a toy when I was a kid, you know. And that, so it's all stuff that if you don't know what it, if you don't know the significance of it, it doesn't slow anything down, doesn't matter. Uh, but if you know what it is, then you go like, woohoo, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that as well, that um, I, I do believe you get a better appreciation of it if you're familiar with the world mm. but if this was your first entry into star wars mm -hmm. i still think you would do pretty okay yeah i think absolutely. but but then again i say this coming from a perspective of someone who knows everything yeah but i still think that 
if this was to be your first ever encounter with Star Wars media, I think you you could get by and still understand pretty much everything. Mm, yeah. So um, the trailer, I I thought it was great. Um, it was really like um, like I would say like the first season of 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 the show had a pretty like there were there were some different environments but it was a lot of desert stuff mm-hmm. which is fine you know it was very cool i liked it um but it was cool to see some snow and stuff is a yeah. snow planet that's cool to see that again that planet with the graffiti everywhere that was that was kind of new um just off the top of my head favorite moments i loved seeing the i love speeder bikes yeah. I was seven years old when Return of the Jedi came out, so that was I was like the exact right age for Star Wars at that point. And when you know when I saw Return of the Jedi, speeder bikes were what I like. If I could have picked anything to like take home, that's what it would have been, you know. Um, so, and I, what I like something that this show does in a cool way is it takes stuff that you're familiar with, and that can be technology or whatever, and then puts it in a slightly different situation or in a different light that totally makes sense, mm-hmm. but that you haven't seen before. Yeah. So when those, in this trailer, when those speeder bikes do that, just like that drop off that cliff, mm-hmm. you just go, oh, that looks cool. You know, I haven't seen it before, but it makes sense that that's how like this, these kind of hover bikes would work. You know? Yeah. Um, I love seeing X-Wings. I'm just a sucker for that stuff. Um, that, uh, so... The woman with the hooded woman who mm-hmm. disappeared. This is um, a, a, it's a her name. The the actress's name is Sasha Banks. Okay, or Sasha Banks. She's a professional wrestler, actually. Ooh. There were rumors that she was going to be playing Sabine from the from Rebels, but that may not be the case, actually. Um, so I yeah don't know anything about the character, but she looked cool, and that was a cool moment. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I have to say the speeder bikes and seeing X-Wings and seeing, uh, a snow planet. Cause I'm, I like snow planets. I don't know if you know that <laughs> I'm into Hoth, Starkiller base. I love that shit. I'm into it. Mm. How about for you? Anything, anything else that stood out for you? Um, the whole, the whole thing as its whole stood out the most because they rather than telling us it's going to be about this mm. it was more like we're setting a tone yeah yeah ah, good point. yeah we're setting a tone for the show yeah and we're and we're also given some um you know some info like mm. you need to find uh, these guys yep. and deliver the baby to them yeah uh, this is the way yes yes uh so we have we have kind of a a mission statement. Mm. This this is what season two will be about, mm. and then they set a tone for it as well. Um, I think everything you said, I agree with. Mm. Uh, I agree. No, not agree. I I appreciate that they're able to um, put some uh, humor and comedy in it. Yeah. When uh, when um, the child sees um, the Mandalorian readying his... Uh, what are they called? The, the little... Uh, they they like have a name. Singing birds or yeah, something, something. like or that. swallows or yeah. something. When he sees him ready yeah. that, he's like... 
No, no, no. I'm yeah, out. I'm a high till the I'm summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very cute moment. Yeah, very cute moment. Very funny. Mm. Uh, there is always room in Star Wars for uh, comedy, I think. Absolutely. Uh, even in a uh, slightly more serious setting. Um, that I think Mandalorian has in a way. Mm. We saw that in season one with um, <laughs> the child's antics. Like taking oh. the little... Um, ball from the joystick thing and playing and putting in his mouth and stuff um um, i also like that we um, we already know this but we we kind of get a get to see that the mandalorian is growing more and more attached to the child as well yes that that one line from where he goes where where he goes, I go, and mm-hmm. the other, the guy, the one, one eye guy who I think was in the original Star Wars film, or that species was, I mean, um, that was cool. Uh, yeah, where he goes, I go, and you go like, oh, Mando's really falling in love with Baby Yoda. <laughs> nice. Mm, I like that too. But I, I, the, the thing I appreciate most with it, um, I think, is that here's the trailer. By the way, you can watch it in a month. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, I don't have to wait a year. Yeah. That, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's really nice. I, I, have, think... a, I have a period of time now mm. where I can look forward to something and, and then get to experience it. Because that's a thing that can um, um, ruin it for me. Too much mm. hype oh, yeah. or... Too much hype in the beginning, and then it dies down, and no one yeah, cares. And then yeah. it's released, and we're like, "Oh, but we've already hyped this. You took too long." Um, audiences are very fickle. If if you make us wait, we're gonna find something else to occupy us in the meantime. Worst case scenario for you, the thing we we get occupied with mm. is so good that we stay with that thing. Mm-hmm. So. Um, releasing the trailer and then saying oh by the way in a month you can watch it i think mm. that's great and i think that the tone they they um sat was uh, perfect mm. um and um like i i didn't when you when you started to uh, uh retell the scenes uh and so they, this was my favorite and dada and mm. i then i remembered them but the thing I took away wasn't mm-hmm. the scenes. Mm. It was the feeling it left me with. Yeah. Uh, the feeling of this is going to be so good. Yeah. And also the feeling of this is this is going to be interesting. Cool. So that uh, really enjoyable. Yeah, that's what I've heard a lot of people say is that um, they don't give away much of the plot except that thing that you left with at the end of season one, which is he has to find uh, Yoda's people, basically. Mm-hmm. Or baby Yoda, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Yoda, obviously, <laughs> but uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, but beyond that, they don't really spell out any of the major plot points, which is really nice. It just, but it, yeah, as you said, it just makes you like, oh yeah, I, I can't wait for this. This is going to be cool. Um uh i have heard people say like and not in a negative way at all but like there aren't any kind of like you know trailers will sometimes drop like a big like what kind of moment right at the end um i guess if you think of like a classic in this in star wars would be the 
Chewie we're home thing, you know, with where you see Han and Chewie again for the first time. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have that moment. Um, um, but I mean, we're all going to watch it. So I think we Oh, pref- people have complained about that. Not complained. No, not complained. Just no. n- noticed that, Notice, that they yeah. showed restraint and we're all going to watch it anyway. So it would be nice to have those moments, just like preserve those moments for the show. We don't need that like what moment in the trailer necessarily oh, because true. we're all going to watch it anyway. But um, but it is fun, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like last it De- last Jedi trailer, it's time for the Jedi to end. And you're like, what? What does that mean? Ah, you know. And this this trailer is more just like, this looks cool. That looks cool. That is cute. That is that's that's exciting. This is gonna be great. And okay, cool. Yeah. Um. It's also. A difference making advertisement for a movie mm. in which you want to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. You want them to uh, to join in on it and mm-hmm. watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mandalorian is on a streaming site. Yeah. People are gonna get um. People are going to get Disney Plus for uh, a wide variety of different uh, yeah. shows and movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you could make a more like a, a trailer that shows restraint because the people that want to watch it are going to watch it. You yeah. don't have to, um, I guess, using this word uh, in this type of context is wrong. Mm. But you don't have to, in quotation marks, uh, clickbait them. To right, watch, yeah. To watch it, right? Like, cause that—that's you don't have to drag them out of their houses and force them to the cinema. Yeah, you and, and like... you don't have to. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm. We're gonna show you something, and then we're gonna leave you. Like the trailer has mm. like a cliffhanger. Yeah, right. And right, that right. will make people be like, oh, but I want to know what mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. This can be like this. Yes, <laughs> this. Mm. Look, if you mm-hmm. want to see, see. I, f- I feel yes. like I feel like they they don't need to get uh, uh, asses in seats, right? Yeah, I mean something that you know, like in general, you know, I come from a from a punk and heavy metal rock and roll background, and so I'm basically um, always going to be cynical towards big corporations and whatnot but when it comes to star wars i have no cynicism <laughs> I just, so when i when i you know i have heard that disney plus's subscriptions i think they are like five times as much than they as they like projected they were like hoping for 10 million subscribers by the end of this year or something and they're already up to 60 or something it's um, oh, yeah. it has been hugely successful and the two most streamed TV shows this year, I think, have been The Mandalorian and The Clone Wars. So, uh, yeah, I have no cynicism. So all I can say is like, yes, go Team Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm like super pumped. Based, like, uh, So Disney Plus launched yesterday, as I mentioned. Um, and it's funny, like, I mean, this is just the internet, but... Um, of course, Disney are advertising it on social media. So I was like, foolishly, like, let's read the comments. <laughs> <laughs> just as I just wanted to see, because one of them uh, mentioned specifically, like, 
you know, you've seen a lot of like, you know, sign up for Disney Plus, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of it has like, sign up for Disney Plus. We have The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, so I read that now. Disney Plus Nordic, I guess you would, is whatever it is, you know, here in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. They've only put up the first two episodes. Um, and they're going to do the, ne- the the rest weekly until the next season starts. Yeah. And so a lot of those comments were complaining like, how come you only put two episodes up? It's been out for months everywhere else and no, 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 no. Which I get, but I also think like, I mean, of course, like, I mean, Netflix did this thing, had this kind of binge watch model. Yeah. But most streaming sites don't do that. Like I think like HBO, they do like a weekly release kind of thing for their big shows. Yeah. Maybe not like if they're putting like, if they're putting like Friends or something up, they're not going to, you know, obviously that's just going to be like, yeah, we just put it up, you can binge it. But, um, and even Netflix have now for some of their bigger shows switched to a weekly release thing because it does, you know, help help to keep the subscriptions going. Yeah. 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 Um, so people are complaining about the, like, mm -hmm. how come you only put the first two episodes up and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I don't know. I just, that whenever I read complaining about all this stuff, I just, I have that same thought where if you had gone back to me as a kid and said like, one day you will have a big screen TV and a, and a remote control and with one button press, you have all the Star Wars that's ever been made at your fingertips. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, I think I will complain that, you know, like, no, like... No, you, no, no. We're so spoiled. Yeah. We're so spoiled. We are spoiled. Yeah. So I just... And I was just complaining kind of, about that um, mm. to you before mm. about how um, Amazon Prime's show The Boys, how they, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, how they release yep. one uh, yep. one episode a week. And I was like, oh, but I want to be... And that's, that's, yeah. that's like uh, egotistical complaining. Mm. But I, uh, I do, uh, I do believe you when you say that it's probably to keep subscriptions going yeah it absolutely is yeah. because because if you could just get a free trial mm. watch the mandalorian yeah in, in two days yeah and then be like i do not want this um then it's like hubbub whatever um yeah so yeah that's exactly i mean that's exactly what they're doing and um yeah fair enough like they're a business yeah but I also go like, this is more like like middle-aged dude talk, but like when we used to go to the video store, you would pay five or six bucks for one new release movie. One movie. And now you can get an entire month of all the Star Wars, all the Marvel, Pixar, blah, 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 on Disney Plus. for All of that for a month for the same price as we used to pay for one fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and that was, you know... Yeah, and that was in you know nineteen nineties prices. So anyway, yeah, yeah. I just feel like not that you can't be critical. Of course, you can be critical. Um, that's it. But I just feel like, man, I'm tired of the culture of complaining that has um, sprung up around social media now. So big thumbs up on the Mandalorian big. season two. Big, big, uh, big, big, big. Yeah, I'm pumped, man. Like, like I said, I think I'm, I'm more positive than i've ever been on the show now uh, you know since I'm, that's wonderful to yeah you. and um i think 
they have hinted that the story will broaden and get bigger. And I think it's a really smart thing to do. So yeah. To start small, start kind of kind of with these personal stories in a very like, um, yeah, like kind of, um, yeah, like small smaller stories. Um, you get to know your characters and stuff and then you can expand from there. And that the, the idea that seven, eight seasons from now, who knows what's... Do where you think, this could be, we could have like that, epic, like yeah. tot, like intergalactic, you know, galactic war stuff going on. Do you think the Mandalorian is a seven to eight season long show? Do you think it has potential to be that? Well, something like the Kenobi show is definitely going to be like a one off. So I think they, there are things like that where not it's not not going to be long at all. It's going to be def- a limited season. But for the Mandalorian, I, I, I think there's a huge, huge potential. Like there's, I don't see a natural end point for it already in sight. To me, this oh. can go really big and really wide. Because if you think that this is set within, I don't know, five-ish years of the end of Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? Is that confirmed? Uh, they, I think <laughs> when the show was first announced and, um, John Favreau was talking about it at first, um, he, I think he misspoke actually. He said it's set seven years after Return of the Jedi and everyone was like, oh, but then they realized that he was probably talking about the Battle of Yavin, which yeah. is the, um, the official way of keeping the timeline straight. Yeah. So that would mean that it's actually set maybe three years after the return after Return of the Jedi yeah. or something. Uh, in any case, you've got at least twenty something years of Star Wars history between then and the Force Awakens. Yes, which means you can do you can do all this like you could have Luke Skywalker. I mean, he's look he's looking for Yoda's this baby Yoda's people, right? That could mean other Yoda species or whatever, but it could mean that, I mean, they mentioned the Jedi. Who's the Jedi that we know that exists in this time period? Luke Skywalker. He's the only one we really know about. Now, Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano is supposed to be in the show, right? That's, it's never been officially confirmed, but it's as confirmed as it can be yeah. without that. So obviously she's not a Jedi, a quote unquote Jedi, but she kind of is. So that, it, that's going to be part of it. But, Luke Skywalker could be in this in this show. Could you imagine someone who is not Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker? Uh, well, I mean, you must be familiar with who the popular fan casting is, right? Have oh. you heard about this? I so, are you, I have. do you know who Sebastian Stan is? Yes. If you people have done Photoshop stuff, where they not even Photoshop stuff, I think. Where they basically change his hair a bit to look like Luke Skywalker hair. It really looks like Mark Hamill. I have a problem seeing someone else. Oh, yeah. He's my favorite character of all time. Of course, I'm going to be a little bit like... "Mm," But I just... But I'm also... I would be so excited to... Like, that's the thing that made me so happy with the Kenobi show was that it's uh, Ewan McGregor. Cause yeah, that is great. That's like, really nice. Like he he's one of the best parts of um, the prequels. Yeah, I think. Um, 
especially in the third one. Um, and uh, like he is more um, Obi Wan Kenobi for me uh, than. Um, Guinness. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I you're not alone. I think a lot of people feel like that that they think of him first when they think of yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi. I think of I think of a of a of a younger Obi Wan Kenobi, um, and uh, having him reprise that role uh, is wonderful. Yeah, I mean that. I mean it's it almost it's one of those things that could easily have never happened, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he had that they have put it together and he said yes to it, awesome. It's gonna be awesome. And you know, what if? What if? Are you talking about Anakin Skywalker? What if? I mean, he has grown as an actor, and give give him the right direction. Give Hayden yeah, Christensen yeah, 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 the right yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was, dude. It, dude, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay dude. with it. Yeah, I, come on. I have gone on record as saying that like that. Anakin Skywalker, like I don't even, it's not even part of my head canon. But um, with proper direction, yeah, like I'm sure they can turn it around and make it make it good. Yeah. I I think you could. I think yeah. you could make mm. something and still have Hayden Christensen being yeah. Anakin yeah. pre pre Vader suit. So sure. still Anakin, Anakin. Uh, he's still like I mean, you look at him now; he still looks more or less like what he looked like twenty years ago, actually. Yeah, he's uh, he has aged um, very well. Yeah. yeah. So you just slap a bit of makeup on him, off you, off you go. Yeah. You could do. Um... But I mean, I'm I'm uh, going back to um, to uh, recasting Luke Skywalker. Mm. Uh, Mark Hamill being such a uh, prominent user of uh, social media. Mm. Uh, I if if Mark Hamill mm. if they if they do recast a young Luke, yeah, and Mark Hamill gives it his blessing, which he will, because Mark Hamill's just such an awesome dude. Yeah, uh, he he won't be negative about it at all, mm. like unless he thinks it's really poor casting. Which I, I that doesn't sound feasible um, for me. Mm. If, if it had if it has Mark Hamill's blessing, then I'm not gonna say a word. If Luke Skywalker himself says, <laughs> "No, nah, it's good. This, yeah, yeah, I like this," yeah. then it's like, who am I? Yeah. Who am I to say anything? I'm with you. I'm with yeah, you. yeah. I just, I just. But then again, I really enjoy the the uh, Han Solo. Yeah, uh, reca- yeah. Uh, like uh, young casting or whatever. I, That's I thought... as difficult or potentially even more difficult to recast, and they somehow made it. Have, yeah, yeah, they yeah. made it work. I I think that it's the old classic. If they do it well, it'll be good. He's like, yeah, well, you can say that about anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But it is true. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they recast Luke and uh, do it, I mean, I'm. I want more Luke Skywalker, which is why I'm like into this. But it could happen that that if, if he pops up, I might suddenly be like, "Nah, that's not Luke. I don't. Nah, it feels weird. I thought I was gonna like this, but I don't. Yeah, I could happen, you know. But um, I I'm... just I just think like I love that the Mandalorian started small. That was definitely the right decision. Um, but would I be excited to see it? 
really expand and become, you know, and then we end up seeing the kind of scale that you see in Game of Thrones or whatever. Because they actually, I can't, I don't remember, I think it was Dave Filoni. He actually, so there was a, you know, a big Mandalorian season two special edition or a special, um, Ah, I get, yeah, special, what's the word for magazine? Not edition, public, public, no, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Entertainment Weekly, and he mentioned that they want to start doing this thing where you have this, um, because, you know, the first season, it's like, it just follows him. Yeah. And it doesn't, you don't have the classic thing that you do in almost every movie and TV show, which is you have an A plot and a B plot and you cut between them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, there's an A plot and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it wouldn't surprise me if from this season or the next that we start to get, start to go like, okay, now we have a lot more characters introduced. And so we have to do that normal thing of like uh, a plot, B plot, or even C. So, um, which I'm up for. I think it's going to be cool. One thing I'm a little um, hesitant about, I guess, is that, Dave Filoni, I feel like he's going to be a bit overly enthusiastic about including um, characters that he's had a hand in creating and introducing. Um, And it might not necessarily be the most thrilling thing for people who aren't in love with the animated shows. Yeah. Like Ahsoka Tano, great. You know, she's super cool and basically... The, of uh, on the highest level that a, like an animated show character can be at in terms of popularity and you know she's great bring her in but of course there have been heavy rumors that Sabine Wren could be in it that haven't uh, seen rebels yeah there you go like you haven't seen it i i've i've heard it's a kid show like like it's, it's good you think so yeah I'd... i've heard i've heard it's a, it's a kids kid show like you know, I mean, Avatar. Res- you know, Avatar. Resistance. Resistance is a real kids show. I would say Rebels is somewhere between. You think? Because I mean, you know, you know how Avatar: The Last Airbender is a kid show, but it's also you know a pretty good show. I've, pretty good. It's the best show it, ever. <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> I've heard. I've heard people describe Rebels as. It has moments mm. of. Avatariness, where it's both for kids and mm-hmm. for. A more general audience, yeah. but that it it leans a bit more into the this is for kids section. Definitely more than like I think the Clone Wars started off a bit more in that direction, and mm-hmm, then yeah. it kind of matured as it went, and then you got some really, yeah, really. like really big stuff. Really, and actually, really, you know yeah. what? I I started I've I'm, I've started a Clone Wars chronological rewatch because all those episodes were not in chronological. No, no, order, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm having a fun time with it. No, oh. yeah, I'm really having fun. Um, but I mean, Rebels. It, it's it it is weird because it has some stuff where you're just like, for example, like the characters. Like some of them are awesome. Like Kanan Jarrus, the like the Jedi guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Hera Sandula, she's fantastic. But like Ezra, the main, the kind of the main kind of kid character. Yeah. He's kind of the central character. Yeah. I don't know almost anyone that really took to him at all. Um, 
uh, I don't like that. And then like Sabine and then you, Wren. Then like, you ask kids and they're like, that's my favorite guy. Maybe. Because they can relate, yeah, I guess. Maybe, maybe. But I just, but I, I mean, there are, yeah, anyway, I don't know. But like Sabine, she's a good character, but I feel like the colors of her, of her, like the, the way her design is too colorful. To me, it doesn't look like Star Wars. And Zeb, I'm getting into details here. That I don't is Zeb the monkey guy? He's the monkey guy. Now, I, I am aware that his, that design is based directly from a Ralph McQuarrie concept sketch for Chewbacca. Yeah. And Ralph can do no wrong. But I'm sorry. <laughs> that character looks stupid, though, I think. It's just not cool. A lot of early concept art for Star Wars looks really stupid, well, to be honest. It doesn't get used for a reason sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah true. So, um, but then again... That it literally has a couple of like, you know, episodes or arcs where you're just like, this is amazing, you know. Oh. Not nearly as much as the Clone Wars had. Because the Clone Wars was very inconsistent as well. Yes. But, um, so, I, yes, there are some characters from those things that I feel like Dave being in in the position that he's in now, he'll be able to go like, Let's bring in this this person, and people are just gonna go like, "Oh yeah, all right, that's a good idea." Um, sure, but but it's just that Dave loves it, you know, because he he came yeah. up with it, you know. So uh, I don't know. I have but... a I have a dream. Mm. Uh, a dream. I have a I have an idea. You know how um, how the 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 Netflix Marvels show shows? Yeah, they share a shared universe that isn't it it isn't the MCU. But it's still it. You know, the first season of Daredevil takes place after the Battle of uh, New, York New York from Avengers. Mm -hmm. So it's like post post Avengers, but nothing after the Avengers kind of is yep. uh, uh, canon. I think you, you could do something like that. That you can have the Mandalorian show, mm -hmm. and you could have the Haba um, Hub show and the Hibi Hub show, and then you could make crossovers and and them yeah. being in the same universe and whatnot. But I think that putting all of your eggs in one basket and doing eight seasons of The Mandalorian, I don't think that's the way I would go. I think I would make um, four seasons oh, of the Mandala hmm. of the Mandalorian, maybe five. I don't know, but like somewhere around that, and 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 tell a complete story at least i would just like i would like to think that and it seems this way that they have a rough sketch for the whole the whole show already yeah because it seems oh man there's there's other stuff we're going to talk about but we'll get to it um it seems like this this first season like i remember when episodes four five and six were airing People were a little bit like, seriously, is it going to be Adventure of the Week? Is is this what this show is going to be? Like, But then once you get into the end, the last two episodes, then you see that, well, those episodes were to introduce introduce these characters and then they're brought back in the end of the season and then it all ties together and you go like, ah, it was all on like, purpose. Uh, either the Mandalorian learned something or yeah. we learned something about the Mandalorian. Yeah. And then in the two last episodes, it ties together. Comes together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, we don't know for sure, but the impression that that people get, I think, is that that season was very well, you know, thought out. 
uh, from the beginning and that possibly all seasons of it can be, they could have a rough outline for the whole thing. Yeah. Which would be nice because uh, the sequel trilogy did not. <laughs> like, I, Let's just talk about it now. I love those movies, as I've said many times. But I love two of those movies. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so the, a recent interview with Daisy Ridley in which she reveals that the idea that Ray is a Palpatine was something that kind of was part of the story when they started filming and then halfway through filming they changed it to something else and then they changed it back again and or whatever but basically they were still deciding on that particular plot point half like during the making of the film what <laughs> like can you imagine having the star wars episode 9 script and you're like we start shooting on monday How's that script going? Ah, oh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty close to finished. <laughs> like, that is bonkers to me. And I like the film. Like, I, I really love episode nine. Um, I see the problems with it, but I think it's tons of fun. Uh, okay, the... it is. Mm. It's tons of fun. Mm. I'm not going to argue about that. It yeah. is tons of fun. Mm. But I've seen it. Two times. Okay. After, so one time in the cinema. Yeah. One time uh, alone. Mm -hmm. uh, and one time with uh, my papa, my dad. And the more I watch that movie, the more frustrated I get with that movie. Mm. Uh, like, I don't want to be a negative Nancy now. But the best thing about seeing it for the first time was the IMAX theater because it was newly built in Gothenburg. We didn't have IMAX before that's that. That's fucking cool. Yeah, that was the best thing about the whole experience. And that's not true. There, there are parts of that movie mm. that I really love and yeah. really like. Yeah. But when I zoom out of those parts and the interconnected parts and mm. view it as a whole, it... it <laughs> You know, <laughs> do I even that sound I just made kind of explains it all. It's just it feels so out of place. Uh -huh. It feels like in in Earth's mirror verse. That's the mm. sequel they got for their sequel trilogy. And it's somehow transported to our Earth. And we yeah. go... It's like... Well, actually... <laughs> uh, Ray is a Palpatine. Yeah, right, uh, right, right, you right, know right, what? Right. You know, yeah. Palpatine, mm -hmm. who we didn't even mention mm. in the last movie. Mm. He's alive, mm. uh, by the way. Mm -hmm. And also... Uh, you know, they love each other. Ray mm -hmm. and Kylo. And it's like... I think someone described it as it's, it's like poorly written fanfic got a budget. And I was like, it's not that bad, but it's, it's, I mean, the Palpatine thing does feel shoehorned in and feel like, 
like now when I've seen the film a lot of times and I I go, nah, I mean, they do kind of build to it in some way. There is a, some stuff there that builds to it. But definitely most people feel, and I felt on the first viewing, when you get that scene where Kylo, they're in the hangar and Kylo just drops it like, you're a Palpatine. It just, that felt like, <laughs> where did this come from? You know, like, I mean, and also it just, because, you know, fanfic has a tendency to take like basically that thing that you liked and then you do just write the same, you copy it, except you change one thing so that it's new. And it felt a bit like, remember an Empire Strikes Back when, when, when Luke turned out to be, with Darth Vader is Luke's dad and everyone went crazy for that. We just wanted to do the same, but we just changed one thing. And, now, you know, um, that is what it felt like. I can't, I can't defend against that. It's, it is. Um, I, I still, I still think that like a chosen one narrative could have been cooler. Your, 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 your parents were no one because you were brought to us by the force. You're a, you're a, you're an mm. agent of the force. Prophecy ish bish. But wasn't that what Anakin was supposed to be? Does does isn't that what? I, hey, listen, uh, this is what I would have liked if they had had that set in stone. She's a Palpatine. They could have sprinkled the you know the evidence throughout the films, and then when it came down to it, all those pieces would click in your head, and you would be like, Aha. "That makes sense," mm -hmm. you know. Um, but they didn't know. It, but it, it, like, actually, after The Force Awakens, one of the biggest questions, or the biggest question was, who are Rey's parents? But not for me, actually. I actually didn't think much about that. Like, basically, Maz Kanata says in The Force Awakens, the belonging you seek is, is, uh, is ahead of you, not behind you. Like, your, your parents aren't coming back, but there's someone who could come back, talking about Luke Skywalker, I guess. So I felt like Ray has a kind of hunger to know who her parents were or for them to come back into her life and whatever. But I, I as an audience member, didn't feel like I needed to know anything about that. Just I needed to know that she felt something in her life was missing. Um, but uh, I was maybe in the minority in that situation because it became just like that was the big question that everyone had, you know. I was I was just so happy. When mm. I left the theater, I had no, I had no nothing. Mm. It took me a while before I started. I was just like, Star Wars is back and mm. I love it. Cool. Yeah. So, um, but I think that like, mm. you know, as we talked about mm. before, yep. the Jedi are one order who interpret the mm -hmm. force. Mm -hmm. What if they just did the, wait, the prophecy bringing balance to the... That wasn't Anakin. That's you. And it turned out all along mm. that it was Ray. I think that would have made people more... Rather than, oh, you're, you're, you're Palpatine's grandchild. I think that would have made people be like more... I would have been into it. But I, I, I think I see a lot of people like online going like... Because they totally think that... Anakin was that and that if you can then come in later and change it and go like oh that sucks because like he was that he did it you know and now you're changing it and I don't know. anyway 
I think the moral of the story for for us here is like write this stuff get get the outline done before you, yeah. you move on and the fact that it's a bit. It bothers me that you know, like uh, Colin Trevorrow got, you know, fired from the project, and then poor J.J. Abrams basically got got signed up, and he and uh, Chris Terrio had to rewrite the entire script. They didn't have to, but they of course want to be comfortable with what they're making, so yeah, they yeah, had to make what they wanted. So they rewrote the entire thing. So they they just they had so little time. And you can tell. Yeah. So um, it would have been nice for Bob Iger to go, it's important to get this right. Take another six months to or one year. And people would have been like, yeah, we get it. Some people would be. But a lot of people would be like. Get it. Just get it right. A lot of people would be like, we would rather you develop a movie. Mm. That's a fitting end to the Skywalker saga rather than you making a movie to, you know, finish a deadline. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think it looked, as far as we can tell, The Mandalorian is definitely like... um, We got a bit sidetracked, didn't we? Yeah. (laughs) That's good. Uh, Now, the other fun thing we just watched was the... um, a short film, I guess, put together to promote the Squadrons video game that is coming out next month, I think. Um, I think it was called The Hunted or something. Can't remember. What do you think? Um, as I as I told you, one of the first thing that I uh, was drawn to was how easily one's perspective can change mm. with us rooting for um the tie fighter pilot yeah rather than the um, uh, x-wing pilot mm. um and another another thing i um appreciated was just how star wars it felt yeah. it also looked really good it looked killer. it looked super good yeah. the only thing i have to say is that um his helmet didn't look plas- plasticky enough. That's my only. That's my only qualm with the whole thing, and and right. you know, uh, um, faces in video games and lighting and stuff like that. We mm. haven't really gotten to a point where that's pitch perfect. You can't really uh, demand that, especially from a from a from a uh, trailer or a short movie promoting a video game. Yeah. Um, but it uh, all the all the space battle scenes and planet scenes and whatnot looked great. Yeah. Uh, the music was fantastic. Yeah. I, I asked you if you knew um, if it was new about mu- new music or if it was repurposed. Mm. Um, it was uh, extremely uh, Star Warsy mm. in its feel, like like straight out of John Williams. Um, who probably didn't do the music? We don't know. I don't know. We can we can check. Pretty that. sure he didn't, but yeah. Yeah, but it was like it was like oh yeah, this is Star Wars. This is John Williams music. This mm-hmm. is like he that could be a genre. Star Wars John Williams music. That's it. That's mean, my, one much. of my favorite genres. Pretty much. Um, and it was it was um, fantastic, and it 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 um, told a story almost completely um 
uh, action based and when i say action yeah. i don't really mean action as in action action i mean like people like what was there weren't so many words it was mostly yeah. about how the how the characters acted in situations yes. and stuff like that uh, mm. which i found um really nice we didn't really need a lot of dialogue for this um which is good uh, which is good we can we that we can have um action based storytelling yeah yeah i loved it uh, i loved it too i thought it's like just super visually stylish and yeah. exciting and um i feel like um well there's a few things i liked about it as you said this kind of like um seeing the empire as it's on its you know as it's crumbling mm. after the battle of endor that's a, a just like an interesting kind of time period to be able to to see um i thought that it was very like really fast yeah. and just cool and i just love i love star wars dogfights and i like i know that the amount of time you can spend on them in the actual films is kind of limited because you have to have the story be the the um the focus and you can't just have suddenly you know there's something about dog fights in space yes there's that's something about so it cool yeah because there's no up down left right there's that's just true. That's true. space yeah it's really cool uh it, it makes dog fighting this kind of um peak pilot mm. thing yeah these kind of like these like yeah it's like almost like when um you know the at, if you're watching wimbledon and the, the you get to the finals and it's like these like champions facing off against each other in a way i love it and i um yeah of course i kind of felt like can't we have an animated series that looks like this <laughs> i mean <laughs> The budget that you would need to produce, you know, like 10, 20 something minute episodes or something would be massive. Yeah. But um, man, I, I really enjoyed that. It was great. Yeah. It was um, really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, seeing a thing I thought about a lot while watching was that... Um, I guess a majority of the Imperial Army, mm. like, they think they're the good guys. They think they're the good guys. They do. Yeah. They think there's a, a rebel, uh, like, insurgency mm. and that these these people are a threat to democracy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they're, they are, like... Star Wars is really good at framing all Imperials as just really bad dudes. Of course they're not. And I, I like that we get some we get some uh, flavor to them uh, because they're just military for the for the power that is. Mm -hmm. They they're the good guys. Uh, and they actually frame the X-Wing pilot as like a bad guy mm. uh, and as soon as you switch perspective you get on board with it mm -hmm. you're like yeah 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 i know i know we know yeah that in the long run the rebels are the good guys but from this character's perspective mm. this is 
this is a dangerous like war criminal who's chase, chasing <laughs> him down the yeah. the bad guys just won for yeah. this for this x-wing pilot yeah and he's just trying to escape with his life yeah um mm. really interesting yeah really really interesting really good yeah i agree yeah. i agree um all right i think we're gonna leave it there yeah. actually i think we're gonna leave the whole episode there and then we'll do the <laughs> so uh we are actually gonna jump into the final installment of our prequel um commentary yeah but uh we're gonna do it in the, in the next episode because this has been Quite a chunky chat. We did not intend for this to be this long. No, it went into... <laughs> we uh, started rolling down the hill and couldn't stop. Yeah. All right. But uh, that's it. We are going to get to Revenge of the Sith in the next episode. So that's it. Thank you for listening. This is Star Wars Fun for everyone. Especially me. <laughs> <laughs>